You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the bottom of the hour. Your chance to win a $50 gift card from our good friends at Vacay Brew Co. And yep. Burwood Distillery as we play Impossible Flames Trivia. But that's the voice of the Cobra, <laughs> our Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brenkron in studio. Brenkron <laughs> is brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing, fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Mr. Brenkron in studio, Flames <laughs> lose 5-2 last night to the Minnesota Wild. Do you want to do the Cobra thing now? Because we had Luke Gazdick on yesterday. Yeah. Played with you. He was speaking extremely highly of you. You know what? Which is like, weird because um, I usually get shots all the time, which is I do actually prefer shots because I don't really know how to handle compliments, right? I'm a very really? modest, humble guy. Who humble hurt guy, you as right? a kid? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a Who list. Who hurt you in Winkler? I have a list. Okay. Yep. Um, and then Did uh, you write that list and then you smeared lipstick all over your face? And while well, staring at myself in a mirror. Okay. Yep. Um, and as I was driving, I get a text message from uh, uh, a buddy of mine saying, hey, one of your old teammates was on Luke something. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah. And he was very complimentary of you. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? So I'm like, uh, now I'm curious, right? But okay. I'm not, not going to just dive into it right away. I get to work. I fumble around for a little bit. And then uh, you guys put the clip up. Yeah, and I and I and I and I heard the clip, and I I'd played it a bit before too. It's like, wow, what a compliment that was! And then he they let the uh, the old cobra out, mm. and uh, you know it's uh, it's evolved over time, right? Okay. It's, it started in two thousand six in Omaha. Mm-hmm. There was a fan, right? There's about eight people in the building when we play, yep. and he had a and he had a poster that was just smashed against the glass, and I'd skate around, and we'd skate with the fans afterward, right? So I'm as he's. As I'm skating around in the zone, right? Like I said, locked in and in the zone. Like Gazdick said. Like Gazdick said. Yeah. Um, I'm skating around, and so after the, the game, the people just pour onto the ice. There's probably about, I don't know, eight to ten people that really want to come pay attention and, yeah. and ask us if we play for the Omaha Lancers, I think, which is you know the, some other team down there, which is really prolific. And, and uh, as the group is skating around, I was out there. I think my, one of my, my daughter was out there. I was holding her, kind of skating around, and Brandon Prust and Carson German, a bunch of guys were kind of in the corner giggling to themselves, and pointing at me and giggling. And they said, Croner, you have to come over here right now. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. So I skate over, mm-hmm. and there's a gentleman. It's a skate with the fans, but he's wearing Velcro shoes on the ice. Okay. Right? Okay. And I've got a pair of Velcro shoes. I think they're quite comfortable. Hell yeah. Right? But he's wa- got time to tie a shoe. Right, exactly. So he's walking around on the ice with a sign, and he... Really he, good point by George. Right, obviously. Yeah. And he's like, did you see my sign at the game today? And I'm like, I, no, no, I was, I was locked in, yeah. and I was in the zone. I'm yeah. sorry, I, I didn't see that. I don't know if you saw my performance out right. there, but first star nails. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Right, it's guaranteed. And he goes, "Do you see my poster?" I'm like, "Well, show it to me. I'd love to see it." Yeah. And it's a picture of me. It says Cobra Cron on it, and there's like Cobra Kai ninjas on 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 the the poster as well. And he goes, "Do you know why there are Cobra Kai ninjas?" On the poster? And I'm like, I don't want to know, actually. I, I, I want to have nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> he goes, your glove hand is as fast as a Cobra Kai ninja. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So guys are like, Cobra. All right, we got a name now. His name's Cobra. And our, our trainer, Daryl James Amadio, yep. um, who's now the trainer for the National Predators. Shout out. Right. 
he uh, garnered the Cobra. So we, I got, that's where it kind of started. Didn't take off till I got to Texas. Yeah. Mm. So when that guy had that poster on the ice, uh, I guess I have to ask you one question. Mm-hmm. Did he have a car battery attached to his nipple? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He took it off so he could come oh, walk on okay, the ice. Okay, yeah. that's nice. He wasn't was, allowed to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> you want Jerry or whatever your name is over there? Yeah. Why don't you leave that car battery over yeah. there? Yeah. If you don't mind, just yeah, leave we're it We're not outside. into that here. Yeah. 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 Bring yeah. that poster all you want. Yeah, sure. And if you wouldn't mind putting your shirt back on, yeah. that'd be fantastic, yeah. too. <laughs> Optional, uh, but we'd prefer it. Right. He uh, also unzipped his zipper mask when he talked to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only when he talked, and then he zipped it back closed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I always ask that, too, during the pandemic. Is the zipper mask pandemic-friendly? It should be. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's how that's the genesis of the that's Cobra. That's how it started. It based it on one weirdo's poster. Are zippers right. airtight? So... Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Know. We should bring one in one day and try it on and yeah. see, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. We should, we should have like the zipper mask when you make stupid yeah, comments. You should put it yeah. on for the rest yeah. of the day, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the zipper mask. I'll just yeah. zip you up. Yeah. yeah you're done. Right. You're done. Today. You want actually, right? Yeah. Just, zip you done. Just stop it. You're done. Just stop. Um, <laughs> Don't show me that. <laughs> <laughs> Look what he just showed me. <laughs> <laughs> that looks look so dangerous. Sh- Patrick shopping <laughs> Christmas list, guys. Yeah. Can you expense that at Rogers? <laughs> Listen, or oh, yeah. Art, there's no, going to be a key. weird charge on the company card. <laughs> yeah. Ignore it. Yeah. Um, Why is this gimp mask being charged? <laughs> <for> <laughs> <one>? Stop. <laughs> Can you get me one too? <laughs> So, you start calling it the Pulp Fiction the basement. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I only have myself to blame. You do. All right. So I now leave the the, the, the Flames organization, and uh, I sign in Dallas, and I uh, I play with for the Chicago Wolves, and we're playing against uh, uh, Quad City now at the time. And the trainer, same trainer, goes to the Wolves trainer. Hey, how's uh, how's Cobra doing? And he's like, <laughs> Who's Cobra? Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so, so because I, I also had garnered the name the Maestro for a little while too. I conducted an orchestra in Omaha as well Maestro. with a, my goalie stick. Yeah. Omaha Philharmonic. Yeah. And uh, so no, I, you did that for real? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you actually did like an opera with your goalie stick? I, I conducted the, uh, the 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 whatever the instrument people. Oh, Listen, yeah. if if there is a the region opera. of the United States where classical music will Omaha, really Nebraska. be prevalent, <laughs> yeah. it'll be Omaha. It's great. You yeah. have no idea how yeah. uh, good nightlife there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. More people at the game or more people at the concert? Concert. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I got. That's where I met Michael Buble for the first time nice. too. That was a, a pretty funny story. Like, Great Buble guy. And Omaha. He, he was skating out on the rink uh, before our game in jeans and a leather jacket. <laughs> oh my god! And I and I walked out there and I'm like, who the hell is this guy in jeans? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's Michael Buble. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Right. <laughs> so he signed me a CD because I loved listening to him. My wife and I loved listening to him. And then. The trainer goes, well, you should give him an autographed puck. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. So I, I, I ran back. I didn't know what to write on the puck. So I'm like, uh, keep banging out the hits. Brent Cron, 35. You take that and put it in your trophy case. Michael Buble. He probably probably just helicoptered that thing into the garbage when he was walking out. And then he gave me two tickets to his concert. He just frisbeed that thing into the garbage. God, he's like, who is this guy? Whatever, whatever. Keep keep banging out the head. Puts the puck on the ice, goes bar down, (laughs) shoots it away, skates off the ice. Gave me two tickets to the concert that night. How was it? It was actually great. I caught the tail end. And he's like, come meet me afterward. And then just dusted me, right? He's like, you know, after that, he's like, sorry, I got to hit the road, dude. Catch you another time. And I was, that was the last conversation. Well, because he wrote, keep banging the <laughs> Obviously, he saw that puck. And he's like, I want nothing to do yeah. with this clown yeah. whatsoever. Does he have a poster that says Cobra Michael Buble on yeah. it, right? So anyway, back to the story at hand. Um, 
So you get to Chicago. It starts to get a little bit of legs, right? That's growing. Yep. Um, get to get to Texas, and it's old uh, Daryl James Amadio again. Old DJ Amadio is back, and it's the Cobra. Yeah. And uh, then it, you know, the dodgeball movie was I had been out for a little while. Yes. So he started calling me Cobra, and Carl's like, Cobra? Why did he call me Cobra? And we walked through the story. It's not hilarious, but it's a story nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Glenn Gallatin was the head coach, and I think the first game. That I started, he's like, uh, you know, and in that, uh, the Cobra. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then guys are like, they put their hands up, yeah, like, like oh, everybody. Global oh, gym. Yeah. Global gym, yeah. <laughs> right? So, it, anyway, now, anytime I started or whatever, guys would come by me on the ice, they'd be like, <laughs> you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd make a save. <laughs> <laughs> right and here come the Globo Gym Purple Cobras led by Frank Croft. Oh. <laughs> very, very yeah. seamless edit there. Yeah. <laughs> Sharp Frank Croft. Yeah. What oh. edit? I didn't even notice. Oh man! So that that and even when we were struggling too, like we don't you know, have a cup of a streak, it was still like Cobra. <laughs> and everybody just start laughing. <laughs> like we we were six straight losses, but yes, I. Yeah. Still the Cobra guys, or, yes. Or if I'd play bad and Gully would come in or Paul Gerard, the, the, the late Paul Gerard would come in and be like, Crowder or sweet Cobra, what the heck are you doing out there? Right? The guy's like, Cobra. Like, they're trying to yell at you and it's like, Cobra, yeah. Cobra. I'm like, what? Cobra. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I yeah. gave the nickname to uh, Dylan Brooks, who did a great job of playing for Team Canada at the World Cup and uh, obviously current member of the Houston. I call him because he looks actually like a Cobra <laughs> with that hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does yes. look like a Cobra. Yes. No, yeah. you, you're not. He's, on board he's got. With that. He's got the neck forward too, right? Yeah, like, look at his hair. He looks like a cobra. It's slicked right back. And, and I mean, I put a cobra on my last two masks. Yeah. Right? And uh, and guys, it just it was cobra on it, and that was it. Would you ever own a pet snake? No, I've, I've held one before. Yeah. Um, like a cobra? Or like I, a... I, I was in Mexico on my I'm honeymoon. I'm sure you have. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah, things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's so much worse at 820 <laughs> yeah, yeah. than what we did earlier. It's so much worse. <laughs> Stop it. And uh, I, I held the python, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I held it so tight that uh, it started to constrict. It was a monster. It was wrapped around me and others, and I could just feel that thing tense up, and I'm like, I don't want to. How do you think Robin Leonard is with his snakes? Oh, well, he's got no money left, I yeah, think, is exactly. how he is with his snakes. <laughs> he probably had to sell those snakes for money. So. Yeah, yeah. Probably not good. They're currency oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. He pays in snakes. Yeah, yeah. Times are tough now. I guess it's another python steak for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. says here you don't accept cash, but yeah. what about snakes? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the Vegas Golden Knights are paying them in pythons. Oh, Snake man. food. Anyway. Uh, right. That's the voice of uh, the cobra. <laughs> Mr. Br- Mr. Brent Cron. Between that and what you're doing with Shohei, <laughs> um, that's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, she's so what? What? What am I doing with Shohei? I don't know what you mean. Because it's, so it's so sexy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so Blue Jays might sign Shohei Otani. Um, that's Brent Cron, our big show Flames analyst, brought to you by our good friends at All Kind Door Services. Hey, the Flames played last night. Uh, they lost five uh, two. Again, all the attention was on Dustin Wolf and yep. uh, what he did in relief of Dan Vladar. But man, Vladar was good in the first period. He was great. Then that first shot, too, I think Solovyov got walked there, Tad, and that oh. was like... Didn't that look like a beer league <laughs> move? Oh, his ankles broke, and then he yeah. fell over. You could just see his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> right? And that was a great shot, too. Like, Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable. First shot on net, again, two games in a row now, right? Okay, let me yeah. put you in Vladar's uh, uh, shoes there. Yeah. Like, you're just waiting for that horn to go off. You're like, did it go in? And all of a sudden, oh, yeah. you're... 
like, and you're like, oh god, <laughs> like, it's in. You know that's in too, right? Yeah. Like, just as a goal, the sound, like, right? Yeah, the the posts sound different, and as a goal, you're like, oh, that one means it's out. Yeah. That one means it's in, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the thing too. You're like, oh man, you know, ho- I hope we don't have to play six minutes here, and then rewind the clock back, and then they they start with a one nothing lead. Yeah. It was a great shot. Uh, obviously, uh, not a great start for Soloviov there. But bad turnover in the neutral zone. Too. Well, that's where it starts, uh, yeah. r- for sure. Um, he does. But no, I thought he was. He looked solid. He looked strong. I mean, I, I had no issues with Vladar whatsoever. He's, he's uh, like you said, he's a big body. He's battling. And this time, he had time to prepare for this game a little bit because they knew yeah. Markstrom was not going to be available. So, you know, he... Go ahead. How does, um, how does a goalie uh, take the old... Because obviously... Huska did. We got to change the momentum of this game. It's such an old hockey cliche. It does work occasionally, but how does a goaltender take that? Obviously, Maddie didn't really like the third goal. Thought it was a little weak sauce, which is fine. But how does a goaltender know when you're down three nothing? They got to change something else. How do you, how do you take that as a, as a goaltender when you know that it's just kind of a momentum thing? It's not really your fault. You have to try and understand it. It sucks. Like just getting pulled, regardless, is awful. I played for for Ryan McGill in Omaha one season. He pulled me nine times. Um, and it, nine times in a season. In a season, I think I played fifty-eight or sixty games or something, and and I he got pulled me nine times, and sometimes I deserved it because I wasn't playing great. And other times it was just a momentum swing, and he was trying to get my mind right. And and as I kind of grew a spine and and went in and talked, I'm like, what the heck is going on? The only time he'd leave me in is when Daryl would come down and watch. And we played Grand Rapids, and they pumped three on me in the first ten minutes. I'm like, I'm out of here for sure. And I had to sit there and play the whole game. We won 3-2, or because lost 3-2. Because the GM's sorry. watching? Yeah. Oh, good. But, but it literally, um, it broke me a tad, but you got to treat it as, as just, you got to try and get that off your, you can't think about it, right? It hurts. It's embarrassing. Getting pulled is embarrassing. It, right. it, it really is. No matter how you look at it, even if you're getting outplayed and they're doing it as a momentum change and fine, but you still got pulled, right? How many times are you looking at the bench when you let in a goal? I stopped looking at the bench. Okay. I just stopped Because completely. like it, it has to be tiresome, right? Oh, for sure it is. And he's standing, he's standing, Gilly's standing on the boards. Bad rebound. And we're in Omaha against there's eight people and you can just hear everything. Oh, it's like, boy. bad, come on, do this. And we're just sitting there and it's like a, Am I, are you are you pulling me out today? No, no, no. I'm still staying in this one. Okay, that's great. I'll just carry just, on doing what I'm doing. Just a tongue here. lashing. Okay, good. <laughs> right on. Mm. So, um, yeah. that. What would you say? But we had a texter come in and uh, text in and want to go. Hey, we should talk about Dustin Wolf's size. But he's pretty much he's a little lighter than UC Soros, but he's a super athletic guy in net. Like, are are you concerned? Because now it's 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 just like I feel like goaltending is like. NFL quarterbacks now. If you're not like 6'4", yeah. oh no, that guy can't succeed in the league because he isn't the prototypical height of a quarterback should be. Obviously now it's all about blocking the puck and and filling up as much as possible and guys like Markstrom who are gigantic human beings are, are better goaltenders because they just take up more of the net. But Dustin Wolf, he's not like, he's not Daring Pang. He's not <laughs> no. Mike Vernon when no. you saw him last night in net. But uh, it, is his size a concern whatsoever to you? Not yet. It's not. No, he's been doing so well at every level. Uh, yes, he's. everybody's going to make a comment. Yes, he's smaller than everybody else. Yes, that was tough. UC Saros had to go through that a ton too, right? It's can he play a big man's game in the National Hockey League? But you don't get run over anymore. You know what I mean? Nobody's yeah. coming. To, you're not really fighting for a ton of ice in front of you too. There's so many rules in place with a goaltender. If you touch them with your stick blade or whatever you fall over, there's, there's penalties in place. Before, you had to be big too, obviously, because... You took up a bunch of net, but it was you were getting run over. You were getting stick. You were getting pushed back. You had to have a bit of size to fight for some ice. But the, the game is so athletic, and he doesn't play a small man's game though either. Yes, he's small, but he doesn't look small out there, right? There are guys mm-hmm. 
that are big that play small. He's a smaller guy that plays big. Like I have no, I have no issue with his size. Uh, the, the durability, you know, I mean, he hasn't played a ton of games here at the NHL level yet in, in, in a row to, to see what that's like, but I got no issues with the size at the start. I did, but I don't have it anymore. Well, when you say he plays big and he plays small, what do you mean by that? Well, it's a confidence thing too, right? So it's just in goaltending terms in general, there's, you, you, you play against monster guys. You can just see sometimes they just play deep in there. Like that third goal, Maddie, like on Vladar, he's a big guy. And you know, when Tanev batted that puck out, bat right back to the player, tried to dump it in, bat it, it kind of broke the play up a tad. Vladar wasn't expecting him to get the puck back. He cuts across the ice. Vladar's big, but there's holes, right? He was pl- he was small in that one because he was he was deeper in his net. His glove mm. was low. He wasn't he wasn't uh, he didn't track that one because, like I said, it was a broken play. That's the way she goes, and and you know it was a bit of a screen. So I get it. But uh, with when small guys play small, like a lot of times too, if you're screened and you don't have a lot of confidence, you're going to back away. You're just going to naturally give ice away as a goalie. You know, you're, you're, you're taught to kind of be on top of your crease, cut the angle down, give yourself the best chance to stop the puck. And when you're playing small, you're, you're giving up ice. You're playing deep. Your hands aren't as active. Your shoulders are kind of hunched over more instead of just more upright and, 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 and broad. And, you, and no matter what size you are, every goalie understands that term. And for a guy like Wolf, just when he plays small, there's a lot of net. So he's got to find other ways to combat that. And he's... Played at this frame his whole life, obviously. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing, right? Guys like UC Saros, guys like Richard Bachman, too, was around for a while playing yep. in Dallas and Vancouver. Smaller guys that played big. And and the big thing for small goalies is patience, right? Being a big goalie like Gustafsson or Vasilevsky, they can go down early. Markstrom, they can go down early on every shot. There's a short side play. You see them kind of, you know, do that. Uh, you know, they go down on one knee and they're already down. Markstrom got beat in Dallas because there was like just a sliver and they went off the side of the head and yeah, in. Yeah, right. The Jason Robertson snipe. Yep. But big guys get the benefit of that. You can just come out and be big. You suck. You can come out and be big. Whereas, you know, obviously a guy like Wolf has got a got a battle every night. He's got to track it a lot more for sure. Which I do think he does quite well. I wanted to ask you about switching gear because last year Markstrom had the two sets of pads: one for the blasted jerseys, one for the normal. And uh, you know, I'm sure there was a, a million other reasons why he was struggling, but I, I know some people picked up on it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was the first time Vladar was wearing that blasty kit that he has. <laughs> Is there anything to switch in between pads, kits, yes. mid season? Helmets? It's, it's a kiss of death when you have to switch a helmet out to or any piece of equipment as a goaltender in a game. Just psychologically, people say, no, it doesn't matter. But you watch how often it happens when you have to go in and get your backup mask or your. You know, something's wrong with your pad, and you got to put something else on. It's a different feel. But isn't it just literally the same mask, just a different yes, paint job? Yes, but it's, but it's, it's different. It's different. I, you know I, what I like mean? I know. It's so dumb. And, yeah, and, it is and, dumb. And you can't prove it. You're like, well, you can't go to the coach. Well, I had a different mask on. That's why I let it in. It's <laughs> yeah, like, right. nobody's believing you, right? And it's like an excuse and whatever. Yeah. But I was never, uh, I don't know how else to say this without using a, a, a derogatory term, so I won't. But, like, I was never a... Uh, an equipment guy that I just wanted to, to take everybody. Like, I played with guys like Andre Pavlik was horrible. Like when the Reebok guy would come, he's like, I need two sets of this. The Vaughn guy would come in. I need two sets of that. The Brian's guy would come in. I need two sets. Like he'd have like 800 pairs of equipment sitting <laughs> in the stall and he would always mix and match throughout practice and he'd still play with his game stuff. Right. Right. I was very like, I hated change. I, I had a practice glove that was heavily padded and I wore the same stuff all year and didn't need to, to, to mix it up. But now even at the American League level, they're like they're gonna coordinate, and they got and you can do all these cool patterns on pads oh, now. Oh, it looks yeah. so cool! It's awesome. Some of the kits are incredible. <laughs> like Dustin Wolf's kit that he wears with the black jerseys the Wranglers have. Yeah. Oh my goodness, and, is it ever sharp? And it's called a kit now. Is that what it's called? I call it a, a kit. kit. Yeah, and, and it makes sense, you know. But yeah. 
Um, I know for me, maybe I'm just a dinosaur and I'm too old to, 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 I hate switching gear all the time. And I just, during mid game too, there's different feels with your equipment. Is, is, is this same as it's built, same design, everything? Mm-hmm. Different pair of pads or different pair of pads, or different gloves, or different glove. You got to break it into how you like it. You mentioned an extra padded glove for yeah. practice. Is there mm-hmm. other gear that you use that has like extra padding or something for practice? I, I just had a I, so I used like the Kippersoft Vaughn Velocity glove, and it's basically a pancake with no <laughs> netting. Like it's just it's basically like this. It's a frying pan, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you know a lot of gloves. What's the benefit of that? Well, that feels have, like you, you don't have, want to use that. You have to be able to catch the puck, right? Whereas a lot of gloves, they're they're, they're scooped. They're, they're, the 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 palm is is scooped so it just goes into the net hits your glove goes in hits your mm. glove goes in and and i use that for a long time and then when i got called up in 04 i put his glove on a handful of times and i loved how light it was and how i could feel the puck when it hit me right so it hit me it would sting in a game but i could just move it so much better it wasn't so blocky because mm. you know a lot of goalies that keep their hands to them like t- in tight and everything keep just kind of hits them hit, and then, yeah. yeah and then it just goes into their glove if it hits you in the wrist yeah this if it hit you in the wrist it was like it's not going into your glove it's exploding off of your body right how mm. much horse hair did your pats have in it when you played pro hockey oh <laughs> that was minor hockey minor hockey horse hair it was it was horse or deer hair and then i had the, I had the uh the uh chest protector which was the two-piece it was like the bat catcher chest yes. Protector, yes. and yeah. then the arm pads over top yep and it was a race to the winkler arena because they just had gear lying around and for anybody who wants to be stupid enough to be a goalie, look at all that stuff you get to use. And yeah. and and it was awful. Like the waffle board blocker that was bigger from it was the size from my <laughs> wrist to my shoulder. Yeah. As I have it on, it's like a shield. Like I should be <laughs> fighting a war or something like that. And the, right. Like a gladiator. Two thousand. Yeah. What in two thousand? Whatever. Three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> fighting <laughs> war. In, times. Fighting a war in two thousand. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a lot of shields. A lot of hand to hand combat these days. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, that Y2K thing was nuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, really set us straight back. ahead. Uh, straight ahead. Uh, I have a theory on how the next two starts should go that I, I want to share with you. I do too. And we'll play Impossible Flames trivia. That is Mr. Brent Cron, our Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of our good friends at All Kind Door Services. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. It's your favorite, studio. favorite way to do what? What? What were we talking uh, We're going to wrap up the show with Impossible Flames trivia. Maddie loves the new intro. Like, he texted me last night, go, I really like the new intro to Impossible Flames I, trivia. I told him how excited I was for it to be a Wednesday, because I always remember that Wednesday means Impossible Flames trivia Boom. and my favorite splitter. Your chance for to VK win Bruco. a $50 gift card and, and some swag. And some drip. Some from our uh, good friends at VK Bruco. 50 uh, Bones. Our Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of our good friends at All Kind Door Services, uh, Mr. Brent Cron in studio, breaking down the Flames 5-2 loss to the Minnesota Wild last night. I got a theory yep. on how the next two games should go. A theory. I like it. The, the team that's the perennial Stanley Cup favorite, the Carolina Hurricanes, was like, watch out for the Hurricanes in the playoffs. They're going to go deep. Who win the Cup this year? This is the year. So they play the Hurricanes tomorrow night mm-hmm. on the back end of a back-to-back, and then they host the Devils in a matinee affair down at the Dome. Ah, 2 p.m. start. Here's my thinking. Vladar gets a start tomorrow because mm-hmm. it wasn't really his fault last night against the Wild. Nope. And Wolfie gets the start on Saturday because that guy's used to playing afternoon games. So that's just like a glove for him to play at 2 p.m. Calgary time. Your thoughts, Mr. Brank Ron? Well, regardless of the start time, um, I would start Vladar Thursday regardless, just because, like you said, it wasn't a great outing by the Flames. Um, and like last year when, when, when Markstrom played as poorly as he did and Vladar was heating up, they didn't ever go back to Vladar. He'd play one game when they'd put Markstrom back in the net. Yep. And then he would play a great game and 
Markstrom would not be, and I, and I know like you want to get your starter going. I understand that process, believe me, but I think they missed an opportunity with him last year when he was hot to potentially get more points than they did. Hindsight being 2020. Um, uh, 50-50. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I believe, I knew I was wrong. Yeah. Um, but I actually don't mind your theory, honestly. I Regardless, Vladar starts Thursday for me, and then you put Wolfen on Saturday afternoon. I, I didn't know that uh, most of those American League games where he's more familiar with an afternoon game, because the Flames don't play many of them unless you play an East Coast team, right? And yeah. Now Jersey's in town, obviously the East Coast team, and they're going to play earlier, but I'd throw him in that game. I'd give Vladar another chance to just kind of get some, get some confidence, and I'm sure he'll bounce back. Patty had the career numbers for Vladar against both opponents. Um, limited sample size, but yeah. the numbers against Carolina, not great. He's got like a 4.5 goals against. Nine goals against in two games. Ooh, that's tough. But you know, too, it's... it's Does that mean anything? Especially if it's an Eastern Conference opponent no. that you see twice a year? No, it doesn't. Um, they, they they look at that, and then they then if they don't know what they're going to do, they base it off that, okay, well, hey, yeah. Part nine, of the he, decision? He, he, yeah, because that's just the way they operate, right? But a lot of times, too, I remember getting pulled in the American League, obviously, like we discussed earlier, but um, they go to your teammates, too, and say, hey, you know, like, what do you what do you think? Can can Croner bounce back, you know, hmm. after, a, after a poor performance, right? And, and a new coach, I mean, Huskin was the, the group, but, you know, you play one bad game Friday night, and then you're going to, hey, can Croner, do you think he can bounce back? Like, what do you think, so-and-so? What do you think, this guy? What do you think, that guy? And if you guys are going to stick their neck out, they come and t- I remember one time Warren Peters came to me, he's like, yeah, I told Gulldson that you can bounce back, so you better bounce back because I got my nuts on the line here now too, right? Yeah. And and uh, and so, I mean, I, I don't think they're this far down the road. They know what they have in Bladar, but you give him a back-to-back start. He had a not a great outing, nothing to do with him. You put him back in the net Thursday, and, and Wolf goes in Saturday regardless. That's what I think. I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more Dustin Wolf. For sure. That's kind of my big I think everybody's there. in that yeah. camp. Like, um, there's certain players that I'm excited to see what they can do a little bit more at the NHL level. Him, Solovyov's another guy. Obviously, there was some good and there was some bad in the last game. The move he makes around Maroon to set up that goal early on in the third period is good. But I think that's just kind of the field right now. And I I wonder about Kadri too, the way he's dropped off with some of the younger players like Zary and Pospisil fading a little bit. Yep. Like, to me, this team has started to kind of go the way their young players are going. And it's kind of strange to see that a team that for so long has been so veteran-laden is basically ran by what these young kids are doing. Well, and you have to look at it, too, where where Wolf's been now in two games this season, albeit in relief last night, but he's had played behind two poor performances by by the Flames as well, right? It'd be nice for him to get some confidence. It'd be nice to him to get that first win, get that monkey off his back, even though he won last year against San Jose. That game didn't really count. It was just... Hey, you've been great. We'll it's like give a you a preseason yeah, game. Yeah, right. And nobody was really there. It wasn't. So you, you just like to see him get some momentum too. But I honestly do think that they owe it to to Vladar to, to to go throw him back in there and and move forward. But ultimately, this is going to be Wolf's team, and I can't wait for him to start stacking up some games in a row and seeing what he can really do at the NHL level. Did you have anything else on this game? Because I did want to ask you one thing about coaching and referees. I got one little thing. Please that go I ahead. I want to then. talk about last night's game again. He's a guy that he's been you know, the guy that we focus on the most this season, and rightfully so because he's the highest-paid player on the team. But I thought Jonathan Huberto showed a lot of compete last night, made some nice passes. I love the body check on the reverse check, which is very in vogue right now yep. uh, in the uh, National Hockey League. But I do like his compete last night, and he was one, he was their best player, I thought, last night. I will agree with you on that. Um if if you're not going to be putting up the points, you know we have obviously a very high benchmark of what he what he can do offensively, and when you're not doing that, 
you have to do other things. And he's trying to make stuff happen out there. That hit was awesome. He's actually been laying a, a few people out. Like he's not a small guy. He's a bigger dude. Yes. And I six two. Yeah. And he's and he's solid, right? Um, but it was nice to see him too. He's he's working. He's trying, he's creating plays. I mean, yeah. he's he's making some fantastic passes and he's starting to build a tad bit of momentum, even in a game where where the team wasn't that great. You could still see him on the bench. His head was up. He had a positive attitude. He's working hard. You know, it wasn't like the start of the season where he was just hanging his head and things weren't going right. And it was just, you could see just the weight of the world on his shoulders. You, you can kind of tell he's got a few goals. He's got some points rolling. He's, he, his overall game is, is, is working for him. He's not a liability out there. And, you know, if he c- continues on this path, it's a slow process. He's going to be here for a while. Obviously, we'd like to see it speed up, and we want him for points, and we want him to get going. But it's those little things, too, like a, mm-hmm. a veteran leader will do, is you have to do the little things right if, they, if you're not scoring a ton, right? And he's doing that right now. I wanted to ask you about coaches and how they interact with referees. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things that – I couldn't find the clip, but after Dean Evason was let go by the Wild and replaced by John Hines – one of the things that Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick talked about on their show was that um, Dean Evason was one of the guys who was kind of known around the NHL as someone who would get into it with the refs more often than not, more often than most. Do you have any coaches that you had that were particularly hard on the refs or good on the refs? And how did that kind of affect the bench? Oh, it, it does affect the bench huge, right? Because you're, you're told to keep your emotions in check. Don't take stupid penalties. Uh, don't take reactionary penalties. And then you see your coach just absolutely um, like blow a gasket, losing his mind, right? And and we we knew what referees were refing that game, right? And if it was this guy, we knew our coach was gonna be like, "This is," t-. and he would know before the game too. Sometimes, like, "Hey, I know I gotta take my foot off the gas here." And then you get out there and you'd be like, "Oh my god, feels what are personal." You doing? Stop, right? But even if you're nice to him for one game, it still doesn't matter. There's so much like resentment and hatred built up it's it's funny i was on the ice for uh, hockey heroes this sunday and and they had uh, a young referee out there i think he was 18 years old and i asked him if he liked being a referee and he said he actually loved it he was very laid back and you know he's been yelled at but he can't even really hear half the stuff he's that, not worried he, about he's it. not worried about it and and it's just funny to get a referee's perspective because you can have a high strong referee too who takes everything very personal and no matter what you say you're just you know you can't say anything to that guy there was a handful of referees a hundred percent where you would even, the wind would change direction. He was just looking for somebody to drag into the box. Right. And so when you know your coach is that engaged, you're not winning with the referee. You're not as many times as you, you don't want to embarrass him. Like you can, if it's once a year or twice a year to make a point. Sure. Like, you know, the old Jimmy play for a rip on the shirt off and throwing sticks across the ice, yeah. and, right? Like all that kind of Breaking stuff. Breaking all the sticks. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> Right. What a video. But you got to be very careful with that because it's you're, you're, if you're going to embarrass a guy like that, he's going to remember. And and as much as they say it's non-biased referee, and then they do their best, but even with players too, they know the guys that are cheap shot artists. They know the guys that are little weasels out there. Yep. And they do their best not to. They were. I think I saw a highlight too of when I can't remember what, what referee it was, but he was saying, you know, he's calling the penalty through the microphone, and then the player comes and lips him off. He goes, "Do you want one too?" You know, <laughs> just just stuff like that, yeah. right? Where it's a it's a game within a game. And a coach that has that much hatred for, for, for a referee, the referees know who the coaches are, what they're dealing with. There's a game plan for them before the game too. It can definitely derail uh, a team. And then that's when your captain's got to kind of get a hold of the group and say, hey, like he's going to be on his own program. program. He's playing his own game. we got to play ours. Do you have uh, any stories you can share of any particular outbursts? Like I think of Paul Maurice last week. There was that crazy game against the Senators and – some of the visuals of him talking to the referees, giving them the 
the kind of wave away of the hand and the lip reading. I'm like, I, I just love this type of stuff. Yep. Is there anything that comes to mind as far as outbursts that you remember while you were sitting on the bench or while you were sitting between the pipes or anything along those lines? No, you know what? When I was between the pipes, I couldn't hear what the coaches were saying at all, ever. Sitting on the bench, I was never a part of a game where it got out of hand, where the, re- where the coach got thrown out because the mm-hmm. referee had had enough of him. Um, but there were some pretty funny trips. I, I remember being on the bench in Dallas when Mark Crawford was there, and he has that high-pitched yes. voice, and he would not stop from the start of the game. He'd be yelling at trainers, players, oh, fans, <laughs> referees, the other team, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, oh, man. I'm just, just grading. Just checking my ears for, for, for blood coming out. I'm just like, what is going on here? I can't listen to this anymore. But. I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> yeah. The blood coming out of here, not good. Not good. Not, not good. good. I don't not know if ideal. you know that, but it's not ideal. Uh, that is uh, the voice of Mr. Brent Cron, our Flames uh, big show analyst, the Cobra, uh, in studio right now. I, I love that you're here because uh, Wednesdays, you know what we do here, GVP? This is what we do on Wednesdays. Get your thinking caps ready, because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's Impossible Flames Trivia Question. Question. Hey, we paid for that. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda. YYC. Here it is. It's simple. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames. you got to find the connection that I've put together in my stupid little head. And if you do, you win a $50 gift card from our good friends at VK Bruco and some swag for that. Make sure you haven't won in the past 30 days. Are you guys ready to play today's edition of Impossible Flames Trivia? Absolutely. Let's roll. Uh, Patrick, uh, the difficulty <laughs> level of today's question. Uh, it's it's going to make people... M. Night Shyamalan? It's going to make him a little mad. It's going to oh, make wow. him mad. Oh, good. It's going to make him a little mad. Good. Uh, the There's first one way name, I like to end my day. It's being what, livid at George. Uh, when, I, uh, when I picked it, uh, Patrick's like, uh-oh, Brent Cron's in here. Might not like this. Uh, Philip Sove oh, is the first I, I'm name. Out, I'm out of here. I, I've, had, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm gone. Philip Sove was born on February 27, 1980, and is an American performer, uh, former and performer, uh, professional ice hockey goaltender, who last played with the Hamburg Freezers. <laughs> Hamburg. Hamburg. Uh, Sove played in the NHL for the Avalanche, Coyotes, and, of course, the Calgary Flames. Sove portrayed Boston Bruins goaltender Sugar Jim Henry in the 2005 Quebec film The Rocket, oh, Maurice Richard, based on movie. the life of, of course, Maurice Richard. The famous handshake photo of Richard and Henry was reincarnated in the film with Sove as Henry and Roy Dupuy as Richard. Why do you like Phil? Why do I like him? Yeah. I don't like What's your him. favorite part about Phil? Stole can you jo- say one? Stole my job. Can you say okay. one nice thing did. about Phil? No, I can't. Okay. okay. Well. Uh, Kyle what? Greentree. That's Kyle a- Greentree was born <laughs> on November 15th. <laughs> that's, that's a made-up person. 1983. And is a Canadian no, former professional ice hockey Kyle player. Greentree. An undrafted player. He previously played two games each for the Philadelphia Flyers yep. and Calgary Flames in the NHL. Listen to this trade. The Flyers traded Green Tree on June 30th, 2008 for the, to the Calgary Flames for Tim Ramholt. Nice second-round oh! pick. Second-round pick. Tim I, played Tim I, I played with Ramholt. Yes. No way. Yep. How many NHL games did they play together combined? Three. Five. Oh. Okay. Green Tree and Ramholt? Yes. Oh, yeah. He had four. Green Tree had four. And uh, the last name, uh, Claude Lapointe. 
Claude Lapointe was born on October 11th, 1968, and is a Canadian former ice hockey player. He played in the NHL for the Nordiques, Avalanche, Islanders, Flyers, and of course, your Calgary Flames between 1991 and 2004. Lapointe grew up in the city of Lachine, Quebec. It was uh, playing in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He was offered a scholarship by the University of Michigan, but he refused it. That's all it says. Go Wolverines. There you go. <laughs> Philip Sauvé, Kyle Greentree, Claude Lapointe. They all have something in common. You boys ready for clue number one? Okay, sure. There's Let's a lot of musical right cues, oh, clues God. ready. Fire away. I don't like these. All right, GVP, go. Oh, yeah. Europe. Wow. Queen. <laughs> Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is, of course, Europe. What is this, Hell's Bells? No, this is the final, final countdown. Count. Turn it up, GVP. Although you can't hear it on our podcast. I've heard this on uh, Don Cherry's Hockey Hits, Volume 2. Rock and Sock em. Rock and Sock em. Yep. I like when he was doing, like, the song and the rapping. <laughs> that was always my favorite. Not awkward at all. No. Very smooth. Yeah. Smooth. Dropping the Very beat. Very smooth. I need more snare in my headphones. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to get my hands on that album because Don Cherry has some interludes on that thing that I, I constantly go back to. It's just... Yeah. It's great. A lot of two unlimited. There's uh, one Number seven is the best of all time. Oh. Rock'em Sock'em Seven. Uh, it's amazing. Twilight Zone oh, man. by Two Unlimited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Philip Silva, Kyle Greentree, Claude Lapointe all have something in common. 960, 960, name and location. Your first clue is the final countdown from Europe. The final countdown from Europe. 960, I feel like Europe is the clue location. there, guys. I'm going to oh, go out okay. and say Europe's the clue all right. there. They all played hockey in Europe at some point. Yeah, they did. Mm. We're going to start there. They're all Hamburg mm. Friesbergens or whatever Ooh. you so Hamburg. Hamburg. Hom- Hamburg. Oh, it's a Hamburg, Mr. Kraus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got Kid number two GVP. Okay, good. This is pretty much impossible flames trivia every week. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get it. Never going to get it. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. You're never, never going to get it. Never going to get it. Do you know who never sings never this, Matty Rose? It's a little before your time. This is a 90s super group and Vogue. Never going to oh, get it. Deadly. And Vogue. Did you did you rock out to in Vogue in the 90s? Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, of course. Who didn't? Uh, the not- old uh, Don Cornelius Soul Train, too. Yeah. On uh, Saturday yes. mornings at 11 a.m. Uh, 960, 960, name and location. Calgary was their last stop in the NHL, Matt and Concord? No. They all scored in the final seconds of a game, Jeremy in Crossfield? No. They are never going to get into the NHL after they played in Europe in Switzerland. uh, No, but good guess. You always get the the veiled shots here. Uh, They all played uh, more of an illustrious career than Croner. Like, why? You know. Like, Darcy. Like, why do you got to? It's a, you know what? I've, I've. Become accustomed to it, the you know the the, the shots. I've become I've become quite witty over mm-hmm. the years, and in, in darts going back the other way. Yep. Uh, hint number it's just three. So easy. <laughs> Another <laughs> musical hint as we play Impossible <laughs> Flames trivia, brought to you by our good friends at Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery. Distillery, your chance to win a fifty dollars gift card and some swag. Hint number three, GVP. What a song! Again, before your time, Ambrose. Eurythmics. This is Eurythmics Sweet Dreams. It what is. What do you mean? But to, before my time. Well, maybe this you is a got banger. the In Vogue song, too. The In Vogue is not as famous as this song. No, it's not. Not even close. But this is Eurythmics Sweet Dreams. So you got Europe, the final countdown. Never going to get it from In Vogue. Eurythmics Sweet Dreams. 960960. Name and location. Impossible oh, Flames oh, trivia. Oh, you guys are totally oh, puzzled. You're befuddled right now. Yes. You're bamboozled. I've all, I, 
my will to compete has been taken away. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up, Rose. Yeah. I, I feel like what well, was somebody, it? somebody like stole the hockey net. And we're Mackenzie Weger, a few games back, they uh, my will is gone <laughs> yeah. in the third oh. period. I have no ability to fight back. Um, Wedley and Broderwood, three players who can beat Cron uh, in a mall speed walk in Europe. This contest has no, no, no. broken I've, me down. I've won every mall speed walk I've okay. done. Um, they all won a Spangler Cup. I love the Spangler <laughs> oh, Cup. Oh, that's great. I got asked to play for the Spangler really? Team Canada, and I had hip surgery oh. on Christmas Eve. Damn it. I couldn't do it. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, Jeff and Calgary, they're all tied with me with NHL points scored zero. Well, that's true, but not what we're looking for, Jeff. You ready for hit number four? Yeah, I can't wait. GVP. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademark not to use that position to Ricky Bobby Inc. Ricky Bobby Inc. If you ain't first, trademark, Ricky you're Bobby last. Inc. Ricky Bobby Inc. Hmm. Is there, does Motley Crue have anything to do with that in the background or no? No. No, no. That's just from just the Just think the about movie the... Scene. Wow, Ramhol was hint. a second round pick. He was. 03. Yeah. Okay. That That's uh, four hints. They went for Nuff and Ramhol. Four clues. You're up <laughs> the final countdown. En Vogue, never going to get it. Eurythmic Sweet Dreams. And if you ain't first, you're last from Ricky Bobby in the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. They all were second in the Swiss League Championship while they were playing their final year in Europe. Mm. It's going to be amazing when you say when we get the answer up. Yeah. Nobody's it, you know what the beauty part it. about today's question? It is so extremely simple, yet... You're not even it's close to it. It's because your hints are brutal. Yeah. Write their it's names out hints. in front of you They make guys. the riddle even harder. Sauve. Hit number five. I don't know spell Sauve. Hint it's, number five. Suave. Suave. It's not ma'am name. Hint number five. It's not ma'am name, but surname. That's, that's a good. That's a good hint. That's eh? not a good. I kind of thought about that that's one last not, night. Go. That's a good. It's like what's eight thousand times four million two thousand and twenty, and you have the calculator. That's and a good. I gotta that's do a good it. hint. Like, yeah. It's a good hint, though. Yeah. It's a good hint. It's a really good hint. Think about that. Surname, not he name. What did you say? Ma'am it's name? not ma'am, ma'am name, name, but surname. Ma'am name. Phil Sabe kill. Suave. PKC. And the final hint, and this is really going to open up. Think of the fifth letter of the alphabet. All their names end with E? No. Uh-huh. That's it? No. Think of the clues, especially the Ricky Bobby one. The second the letter. First or last. The s- Does that end with an E too? The last letter of the fir- of their last of their second name is first. You're so you're right around <laughs> it, bro. What, there, what you're is close, this? Buddy. The, the last <laughs> Keep le- going. the last letter of their last Philip name Sauve, is E. Kyle Greentree, Claude Lapointe. Look at their first name. And how it ends. Did the, you spell Philippe wrong? Well, I have him as Phil. Oh, you have yeah. Phil. Oh, Philippe. you spoke mm. Phil. You got to, you're right up, Philippe. Felipe. Felipe, so... All of their names end with E? <laughs> All their first names end with the letter E? Their first and last names end with the letter E. Uh, Dominic, uh, uh, last letter first is E. Yes. Megan in Calgary, congratulations. Oh, wow, unbelievable. We got you. Uh, yeah, yes. Megan. See, it seemed like it was super hard, but it really wasn't that hard. It's just awesome that we all get to leave so much smarter. <laughs> it's true. And we we learned about Kyle Greenway. Tree. Green, Green tree. tree. Sorry. Greenway. My apologies, Kyle. That, that wouldn't even work And he was also traded for Tim <laughs> Ramholt. Greenway. It's not even, I know. There's no I hate this game. Yeah. I hate this game. <laughs> hate is a strong. Hey, don't you hate. You know what I love? 
Veranda? Yeah. Um, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits, Minho's Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Congratulations, Megan in Calgary. You won a $50 gift card to Vacay Bruco and some sweet, drippy swag from them. Uh, what do you got coming up in Mucho Big Show? Uh, GP, and I'll just break down the Flames game last night. Okay. Yeah. What are you guys whispering about over there? What was the answer? The first and last name ends with an E. That's it. Yeah, Yeah. that's the that's the question. It's it it looked you thought it was hard, but it really wasn't. Look at the hints. (laughs) Europe, Europe starts with E, and Vogue starts with E. Eurythmus starts with E. If you ain't first, you're last. Who's the bad guy in um, Sherlock Holmes? What's his name? Uh, Doctor James Moriarty. That's who you are. You're Moriarty. Okay. Yeah. Like you really threw me. Usually I'm like, I'm like, who's the bad guy? (laughs) But doesn't Sherlock Holmes catch Jack the Ripper? No, not not in the ones I watch. Okay. (laughs) Am I wrong about that? Uh, Usually I'm pretty good at pop. Well, Jack the Ripper's real. Sherlock isn't. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I thought there was a movie where they had him chasing. Another is Doctor. Was it the Robert Downey Jr. one? Maybe. Maybe. Probably. All right. uh, That's it for us. Another (laughs) sparkling edition of the Big Show. It's just incredible. <laughs> Another sparkling just, edition in the so can. I so much dumber after we yeah. do this. Listen, oh. just we just keep popping them in. That's <laughs> yeah, what we do. Exactly. Uh, we just, talked about the Flames game. Right. Jeff Blair was on. Shoei Otani. And uh, Brent Cron was in the Cobra. We got the genesis of the Cobra thing because you have some weirdo who made a poster of you. <laughs> yeah. It's a great show today. It's awesome. And Maddie and I are going to get buckled in the afternoon. Yeah, and we're getting all leather masks for everybody. Yeah, for we're everybody. No, sh- we're not doing that. What? Maybe. Lame. Maybe a gag ball. All right, uh, podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, Brent Cron brought to you by our good friends at All Kind Door Services. You need your door fixed? Contact them ASAP. Uh, We'll see you Friday? Friday. Yeah, Maddie's not here. But next Friday, the 15th, uh, you see those hot sauces right there? I do. We're going to do those on the 15th. Which one's your favorite? Grandma Shivji. This one. This one's got chocolate in it. (laughs) And then we have what's upside down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they put the label like that. Paparo. Yep. And that one. And mother of all hot sauces. Yep. Yellow. You're going to be trying one of those uh, the Friday the 15th for the second edition of Flames Hot Seat. Warning: This is extremely hot. I can't wait to see your face and get all sweaty. All right. right. uh, GVP and uh, Patty Dumas on the Flames game next. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.